two. Talking about turtles. Your one stop shop. Two entourage schlop finale edition. That's two words, you asshole. Well, me and Eric have previously agreed before. Uh, we're lifting down the Iron Curtain right now, the Iron County Curtain. And we had a previous agree to uh, introduce episodes because we've been having a little bit of disagreement on who's introducing the episodes. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a good idea, you know, make a compromise. I say a word and he says a word. And I don't know. I guess Eric thought it would be funny to fuck that up and uh, screw up the introduction by saying two words instead of just one. Well, okay. This is the question. You're not introduced, okay. Claude. All right. Well, I, I think that serves I'll, as an introduction. We'll introduce you. No. We'll introduce you when we get to it. Okay. Alice right. does not know who you are. Eric, do you have a response to these accusations? Uh, I'm, I'm, I just got to take what's mine. I'm just going to take what's mine. All right. Acceptable. Uh, welcome back to the show, Claude. Thank you, thank so, you, thank you. First yeah, two-timer. Yeah, the, the, the question that I had was if this is the, you know, if there's an iron curtain between the two of you guys, which one of you are the godless commies? Oh, Eric. Yes. Yeah. He has a whole manifesto and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. The means of production should go to the worker, mm-hmm. and that's that's all I'm... That's all I'm and I'm a strict I'm capitalist, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, good comedy fuel. Okay, so I, I guess I'm Great Britain... Uh, in the middle of this, I'm just some lonely old guy in a trench coat drinking. You're regular my or Margaret away. Thatcher over there, huh? With uh, you're a regular Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I was thinking of um, the Iron Lady, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, no, stuff. no, I got you're Margaret Thatcher. For hats. It's this thing. Um, yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, you know, it's a risky, risky move. I, I know I'm a controversial guest. Yes, um, we had a lot of complaints about you. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of mail, a lot of hate mail. Yeah, I uh, was, I, I was frankly surprised by the vitriol of some of that. But they um, had a lot of comments, and not all of them were nice. They were mostly just saying, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, but you, yeah. you put something out there, and uh, you you take what you can get. Um, you know, it's uh, there were some positive comments. Well, people would really like that you love the show. Yeah, and and there, you know, not everything was about my body odor. So, you know, I'll take what I can. I do. mean, the the the, the accusations um, of 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 child molestation, mm-hmm. I will give them. But I thought that the uh, the call for jihad was a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> there was credence to the first theory, but the second one too far. Yeah. They're well, they're just way off base with the second one. Yeah. Well, we can we can. We can use this as a learning experience. Don't do peyote before you do a podcast. Yeah, All right, cool. Exists. So, what am I looking at? We're we here gonna... talking about the season finale to Entourage Season 1. Okay. The conclusion. All the eggs are up in the air, mm-hmm. and they're laying in the basket. All of our this... plot threads are paying off. Mm-hmm. Turtles this... graduating college. Th- there were plot threads? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I think this whole season has been a long way to get Eric to be Vince's for real manager instead of play manager, which okay. he basically does in this whole season. Okay. Yes. Because the title in, of the episode is New York. Yeah, I I noticed that. It's I not just a place, but state of mind, and you could also say it's kind of a character in this episode. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, yeah. you know they're going to talk about New York. Like I'd love to go to New York. It's beautiful. But he didn't. It's Queens. It also kind of didn't. All right, 
that's one of the questions that I had was that seems like it should have been the homecoming, right? Like, have they been back since they all moved out? Or it seemed like this could have been like a potential moment for like some big, you know, going back there. And it was weird because for the finale, granted, I'm, I'm watching this in bits and pieces, but for the finale, it kind of felt like the middle of a season, you know? Like, yes. this, yeah. this felt like the culmination of the first half of an arc. And then we get to see uh, Beat Sam Rockwell, you know, trying to do something. I, what is his name again? Eric. Yeah. It, e. Eric Idol. I, I should really prepare better for this. But no, it, it, it felt like uh, the, the middle of a, of a season rather than the end of a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt like the stakes. I mean, that's what was so interesting was the last one we watched, it felt like it had no stakes. Right. And this one also kind of sort of felt like it had no stakes, but then there there, there was something that mattered. Well, you know? there's – this show is like very – like it has stakes so low, and yet the stakes couldn't be higher at the same time. Yeah, I mean um... – <laughs> Okay, Jacques Derrida, explain that one. <laughs> well, because no one can nice. shit, but then it's like if something happened, it's the most amazing thing, the most horrible thing that's happened to him, like – the whole storyline. Well, when you think about it, it's kind of like a big bag of potatoes, and you get one that's not so good, and then you get one that's big, and then one's too small, and you're like, "Hey, throw the basket out." You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't think we should gloss over the Jacques Derrida reference that we just had. Our first, hopefully, of many. Uh, the great linguist. This is why I don't have two teachers on my shows at the same time. So oh too, yeah, too yeah. highbrow. I'm the common man. You two are a couple of utes. You're okay, the so, you're, you're the plebeian. Well, Thank that you. that brings up another uh, another question that I had. Like, all right, am I led to believe that that having an entourage is an actual phenomenon? I mean, I, I I've heard of these things. Yeah, it's worldwide. People, okay, do people like actually have them? Celebrities have them. Rappers have them. My my woman just pointed out that on Veep she has an entourage. So I suppose there are also political entourages or in whatever. politics too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and my woman says she technically has one too when she travels. Okay, nice. So, so I guess I guess these things do do exist in some capacity. Yes. Okay. So, should we what? describe the framework of this episode first before we get? Yeah, to yeah. It? I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting. Um, yeah, you want to get into nitty gritty? We gotta yeah. put it, the big picture so we let's can frame it first. Shit on it. Um, okay. So what's, what's happening? happening? I'm just curious. Listen, Claude. We know you hate the show. Don't, don't act so coy. Um, you know you put up a nice front, but we could see the darkness between those eyes, those pearly blue eyes. So, uh, but the show's whole episode is basically he wants to be a real manager because he just sends this whole episode getting shit on, rightfully so, some might say, like me. Uh, but it ends up with him going between a choice of being a manager for Vince or not, and he picks the manager or being his friend. Well, that comes. I feel like that's kind of integrated a bit later. The whole the the broader framework and and I guess the thing that gives the episode a little bit of urgency is that, you know, they're they're all supposed to fly back to New York and I feel like the first half of the episode is spent um talking about this uh this party, this going away party that Turtles entrusted to take uh to to take control of and I guess that's the initial framework or the initial urgency of the episode and then yeah we pivot into eric having this realization that he doesn't want to be vince's guy anymore he wants to be the manager and that kind of leads to some conflict and some some uh tension so you would put 
the the party story as the primary story? I feel like that's introduced. I, oh, I don't believe okay, it's okay. the primary no, story. No, that's in definitely terms of the B C storyline of this episode. It's yeah. the B C storyline, but from a screenwriting standpoint, if if your if your A storyline is Eric uh, wanting uh, wanting to be uh, considered a real manager, you should introduce that within the first three minutes of your script and not say, "Hey, it's Act Two. Let's let's finally decide." Well, I feel like this. it's not setting it up because it feels like it's been a thread for so long, mm. and they feel like they're concluding it here. Has it been a thread? It has. Okay. Where he's no, shut up. It has. Been. <laughs> it's basically it, it, it been... was shoehorned into this episode. No, no. Yes, it was not naturally fit in. Right. But it has been going on. Where he's been complaining about Vince, and, you know, trying to get him to do what he wants, and Vince goes against him at all turns, basically. Okay. And it feels like he's not taking his advice. All right. The it wasn't earned. I mean, I don't think it's fair to say that the show earned any of this. No. Um, I think I think that that there's definite potential uh, in the in in what this finale tries to do, and it kind of does put some things into focus, and it does foreground uh, put a, a bunch of conflicts regarding E and his station uh, in life and, and in Vince's life into the foreground. But I feel like the overall season would have been better suited if we had a little more uh, of this breadcrumbed through the season um, regarding E's. He's, you know, uh, discontent, and we just don't. It's just kind of thrown into the spotlight of this episode, kind of, kind of awkwardly, kind of forced. I think there is a case for it being laid out early on. It just doesn't work well in this episode because it just comes out too early on, really. It should have been more spread, or at least have more episodes giving up for it. Right. The problem is your last episode is basically about... Uh, Vince being afraid to get blown from a guy, right? And if that's you, really should have that set up in the main conflict. That. That's what I mean. If you're if if this is going to be your big finale uh, story arc, and, and w- if if it is indeed your A story, I feel like it would have just been smarter writing to lead into that a little bit more uh, throughout the season uh, preceding this. And if not that, at least have your first five minutes of your episode. Um, you know, dedicated to that somewhat. Whereas, no, I don't think the party is the A story by any means, but I feel like that's what the first quarter of this episode spends its time on, is is this party that Turtle's entrusted with okay. organizing. So so we've got a little bit of a conflict here between uh, opinions. You're not quite sure whether or not they foregrounded uh, what's-his-face being the manager. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yes. Sam Rockwell. Um, enough throughout the 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 first season. Y'all were saying Correct. last time I was here that it wasn't that episodic a show. I mean, is that sort of a problem with with this finale? This season is uh, probably the least the show is serialized. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Um, There's long running threads for most of the seasons. Okay. Well, all right. This is going to sound like a stupid question. But it's just because I, I, I've only watched two episodes of this. So the whole issue is whether this guy is going to be uh, a friend or the manager. But then yes. what is um, Jeremy Piven? He's the agent. agent. Okay, so what's... Uh, y'all are industry guys. Agent's just like a lowly the educated. Agent gets them like movie deals and then manager is like 24-7 guy. Okay. All right. So that's see I I kind of thought that 
PCU did all that stuff. But you're telling me <laughs> they split it up between Beat Sam Rockwell and formerly Baldy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Baldy is uh, handling the movie deal business. Okay. Okay. So one of them is one kind of representation, and the other is kind of like hands-on, day-to-day yeah. stuff. Yes. The hands-on okay. operation, you know, mining the store. Okay. So he just wants validity for doing all that. Yeah, he wants yes. to be like treated like a human being instead of like a gopher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to be treated like more of a person than a turtle. You know what I mean? Okay, or pe- sure. Or pizza boy. So <laughs> wait, what is Turtle's role in all of this and in the episode? Because well, should we get into s- what's Turtle up to in this episode? Because this is an episode where we see <laughs> climactic turtle jerking off sequence. We yeah, I, the- that was another question. How realistic is that? Like, I don't have a lot of guy friends, but I've never been in a situation where I thought it was okay to just kind of sit around and masturbate when people are just kind of coming and going. Not only that, he tried to have his dick out. <laughs> I was frightened we were going to see turtle dick. When he puts his hand in his pants, he's adjusting himself. But is that a common... No! Okay. Never. All right. Especially in the living room. You lock the fucking door. You hope no one's home. You pray to God. And then you just sit in your bed and just cry. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that is not a thing for casual, you know, free flow of, of traffic, um, you know, sort of in on the couch type of thing. That's, You're in a living room, too. This is where this is the main yeah. traffic area. You okay. should be in the bathroom with the door locked with a belt around your neck. And, and you got a $50 bottle of lotion, yeah. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have too many uh, male friends. You know, I, I did grad work in English, so most of my friends are, are, are women. Um, I have a couple of male friends, but... <laughs> Loser. I, I've, I've never, you know, considered that that would be appropriate behavior. Um, well, maybe you get more I, friends than loser. What's up? Maybe then you should get more friends, loser. Well, you know, that's a possibility. That really is a possibility. But that's I just, nice. you know, it had never occurred to me that that was something that one could or Well, I have do. almost 100 friends on Facebook. Okay. So, you know, I know a little bit something about male friends. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, did the same... And, Andrew, have you ever jerked off around any guy friends? Uh, jerked off on them or jerked off in front of him? In front of them. Oh, uh, no. I jerked on one, though. All right, so are we led to believe that this is a subculture of either Queens or Los Angeles behavior or, or, or a subculture where this behavior is acceptable, or is this indicative of something about the character? Character. Um, okay, what then does it indicate? He's a monster. Okay, is he a monster or is he just very sexually progressive? No, he's not sexually progressive at all. Last episode showed he is very not sexually progressive. Or or is this building up his arc? Maybe he's becoming more sexually progressive. Yeah, maybe he'll start, you know, admitting that he's been in the closet this whole time and he loves Vince. Mm-hmm. And then he'll get rejected because he's turtle and he's a human monster. And then he'll kill himself, hopefully. The best part of it is that E like makes his presence known and it's not like Turtle's like, Ugh, I better I better zip up. He's just he's just transfixed by the television with his hands still down his pants. Well, then he drawing. gets annoyed when he turns the TV off. Yeah. So, he didn't acknowledge his presence at all when he walked in the room, by the way. He just he, kept going at it. He even looked, he turned his head around. He yeah. just pretended like he saw nothing. He, he's like yeah. one of the guards when Lancelot's storming the castle in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> just that, that, you know, yeah. kind of slow Classic. reaction time. So, is... is 
what purpose does he serve then? Well, in the beginning of the episode, they state out very clearly what the show thinks of him. Eric says directly to Turtle, God, you're useless. Yeah. 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 And I'm pretty sure that's the show saying, oh, he's useless. But then why would this rising star keep him around? He must serve some kind of purpose. Either He's the spiritual heart of the show. Okay. And he's basically uh, been to spiritual heart. He's like, you know what? Well, Turtle, see, you stick around. That's what I was wondering. Is Vince kind of sort of Turtle? Because we see, you know, Turtle is... Last time I was on, we were sort of talking about Turtle as a walking id. And mm-hmm. this whole episode is Vince so-called, you know, saying goodbye to woman after woman after woman. And it seems like he's just a more polished, socially acceptable version of what Turtle is. Turtle seems to care more about inebriation and sexual gratification. And every time we see Vince, he's got the bag of weed or he's hooking up with another woman. Right? Yes. So is he the kind of mirror Vince in some way? The dark mirror version of Vince? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. That would make sense to me. There's an argument that if... uh, if if Turtle had better looks and talents, then he might be able to indulge in the things that Vince routinely indulges in without judgment, without being chastised, without, without being treated like a monster, without mm-hmm. being perceived as a monster. So there's, uh, I, I think there's that argument. I mean, well, there's a the whole deleted scene where he goes right out of the Queens by a mob carrying pitchforks. Yeah, Wait, really? Because um, yeah, because he was jerking off in churches. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah, I work he in was... Queens, and, and that'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, okay, that's that's the question, though. If Turtle is useless, then is Vince also useless? Is that his hidden insecurity? Because we keep seeing, you know, when, when, when PCU is talking to Sam Rockwell, he says, um, you know, you got to manage his insecurities. And when Sam Rockwell is pitching himself to Vince, he says... I know your strengths, I know your weaknesses, and yeah, there are weaknesses. And that seemed to be the one place where we begin to see depth in Vince. There, there's something behind the facade. It's not just all facade. Yeah, um, it was yeah. nice to see something actually come out of him rather than just feign <laughs> ignorance or Yeah, ugh, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. Like yeah. He's making a jack-off motion of his hand like, eh, whatever. I don't yeah. care. So is, is that the dark secret of this show? That, that really there is no differentiation between Turtle and Vince, except that one uh, partakes of his id in more socially acceptable ways, or at least looks better doing it, uh, and the other is uh, does not. Well, I, mean, I think uh, Vince at least is a little bit more progressive than Turtle, because mm-hmm. in the last episode, uh, Turtle goes on a full one-minute homophobic rant. Mm-hmm. Oh. While yeah. Vince is very open-minded about this, like, hey, I'm an actor, this is what I do, I shouldn't take too much of a big deal about this. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to do the scene in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the scene's not in the movie, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a scene where his trust... A gay was. scene, to, to yeah. contextualize it. Okay. okay. Uh, it's where Vince is getting blown by a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, Turtle's like, fuck that, you ain't no queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a full-on minute. Yeah, wait. It it always strikes me that Turtle sounds very Boston. Like, is is he is he from Queens by way of Boston? Is that something that's no? He's Queens. He's a Queens part boy. Of his backstory, or is, okay, okay. He yeah. might have been a leftover from New Jersey, though. Oh, 
all right, all right. So there's a complicated there's a complicated history for this character that we just don't know. Well, I think he's been right out of like every of the states in the continental U.S. Probably, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. ended up in New York last. Okay. And then he was driven back to where he came from, California. Okay. Well, his character is actually based on that guy in um, in Yonkers, who um, who uh, I don't know if you guys read about this, but there was uh, I think Vice did a thing on it. There was there was this guy who got who was um, who was ran out of Yonkers uh, mm-hmm. because there was a rash of uh, instances where this guy went to these churches and mm-hmm. uh, and jerked off in churches. Oh yeah, what was his nickname during church? What's that? They had a nickname for him on the news. Yeah, uh, uh, Willie Wax. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, that's uh, apparently turned Well, I heard stories. the Holy Wanker. Uh, you heard? Well, either of those, uh, I think, is acceptable. One I guess probably, it's just the different local news, you know? Yeah, one probably showed up in the New York Times. The other what was yours, uh, Claude? Because you live in a different state than we do. Uh, my, my what now? What did they call uh, him in your state, in local news? Um... I, I don't know what they called him, but he, he tries to go by Max. Uh, he, he's not that bad. Um, you know. Oh, you know him? Yeah, you know, we met, uh, you know, we were talking about flea markets uh, last time. Oh, time. he's a big swap head? Yeah, he, he comes down to the flea market. Oh, was... Max from the forum. Now I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Eric, we know him. Do we? Yeah, we, we met, met him on the forum. Really? Yeah. Oh, the flea market Maybe. forum? Yeah. You go to flea forum? Oh. Yeah, you did a good... We discussed this last time you were here. Clark. Yes, right. Uh, okay. I got it. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't know. I didn't know there, that that you guys were on the flea market forums. I mean, th- that is some rich history. Encyclopedic knowledge of socks. I'll it's like you. lost. We're all interconnected. You know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's really really weird. But um, um I, I want to get into some good things about this episode. Okay. And what I do have written down. Well, is... could we get the dress thing out of the way first? Larry what? fucking David. Larry oh, yeah, David yeah, yeah. cameo early on. Hilarious cameo. Great he cameo. lifts this scene up on his bare shoulders and carries it around. Yeah. And just struts around with it, shakes his ass at the camera, and walks away with it. One yep. could Beautiful. Say he's, he, one could say he's the Val Kilmer of this episode. Yes. One could say that he's the Val Kilmer and that he's a celebrity cameo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the Jesse Alba of this episode. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, um, but I did really like the. Uh, we briefly mentioned the scene between Eric and Ari where Eric uh, approaches Ari for advice. And uh, you know, I guess I guess support in, in in his quest to become Vince's manager, which I don't know. Um, I don't know why Ari would support him. I don't know why Eric thought to go to Ari for support, but it was a good scene. I did like that. I thought he was of, gonna, I thought he was literally asking him for advice, and he goes, "I'm not here to ask you for advice, Jag off." Yeah, I'm right. Like, why'd you come here? Why'd you storm into his office? And he's taking valuable time to meet with you. Um, he's so indignant about it too, like an asshole. Yeah, um, yeah. Ari is way like too scene. nice to him. Well, Ari is way too nice to him. Do, does he? That was my my question. The, from what I've seen of this show, it, it seems to be about power play. Yeah, yes. right. That that everything is about some kind of political maneuvering or some kind of like power right. structure or something like that. And that was my question. They, they're Sam Rockwell uh, seemed to have power over PCU. Um, and, and I guess I, I, I was wondering, is that something that's been established? Cause he says, you know, why should I do this? You know, and he says, cause you have to a thousand percent or, or, or whatever. I can't remember the line. I really should prep for this. I really should guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to beat no, myself you, up over this. You did it. But, I watched this only two hours ago. Yeah. Um, well, 
his power, I guess, Andrew, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I guess his power is that Vince has his ear and Vince will ultimately do what he says, right? I guess that's I guess. All. So he figures he can't he get rid of him. He can't get rid of him. And if it comes push comes to shove, uh, I guess he could get rid of Ari. Um, hmm. So I guess that's the only play or angle he has on Ari. Otherwise, Ari, I think, would tell him to fuck off anytime he got close to him. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's my reading. That's that's kind of what I assumed, but I just didn't know if that had been established or, or what that was exactly. Well, there's also uh, the setup for this episode is basically Eric's getting back Kristen, his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Right. Even though the show is doing a very bad job of showing them get back together, it just they go back and forth for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, she explains to him something, and I'm pretty sure that's not uh, psychologically sound at all, her uh, argument. They're saying they're codependents. Codependent and addiction mentality and whatever. Mike, that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah, that that struck me as a false note, and I didn't know if they were trying to characterize her as some kind of, like, pop psychology wannabe know-it-all or something like that? Like, was that... Yeah, she's a psych major, but she has all this pop psychology superficial... It's sort of like Britta from Community, except, you know... Played seriously. Yeah, not taken seriously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That was, I, I did uh, all the bullshit aside about how Eric shouldn't even be, Ari shouldn't be taking meetings with Eric. I did like that scene. Um, they like I said, like it kind of started with the pilot. They do have a good kind of tension, uh, chemistry with each other that I I think kind of sustains itself and gives every scene that they have together sort of a something. Um, but that's I don't know. That's that that was probably my favorite scene of the episode. Well, they seem like the two most dynamic members of the cast in some ways like each of them has a range of emotions well, Ari definitely is yeah but each of them also has a desire that each wants to be met and each is being thwarted in some way in that desire and that creates the dynamic tension you know right like that's the thing about that that i was fascinated by with the last episode i saw with vince there was no dynamic tension because he had all the desires in the world and he had all the desires in the world met. Like right, the worst yeah. thing that was happening to him was he wanted weed. He couldn't get weed. He, he found couldn't a get it immediately. A woman to, uh, to, couldn't get it immediately. He found right. a way to use a woman to get weed. And yes. then he has nothing to do. Yeah. And he has nothing to do in this episode too, except say goodbye. And then he leaves. Yeah. 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 There's is, also- is that the running theme? Is that what he does? No. Uh, okay. I'm very confused by this episode because does anyone else think this episode is weirdly paced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that kind of gets back with what I was saying earlier. You know, you you have potential for, um, you know, a, a tight episode because this whole thing where E wants to be uh, taken seriously as manager um, is kind of introduced a little too late, and then it gets kicked up a notch towards the end where um, they there's that whole dinner scene where. Eric wants to pitch Vince for real, and then Vince has Drama and Turtle show up, and Eric doesn't take too kindly to it. So that kind of kicks the conflict up a little more, where Eric's like, all right, fuck you guys then. And they're getting ready to leave uh, for New York without him. So that kind of, um, you know, again, all of oh, this on its own. The dinner potentially- scene, that was excruciating. Vince is a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, he's insufferable. But it did it did bring something to the episode. It, yeah. You know, it, it, the, the it showed how shitty he really is. 
Yeah, and the conflict was escalating. And it and it culminated with them kind of going to party, but they skip the party and they go right to the airport. And, you know, all these things on their own would have been are, are, are decent enough. But like you said, if the pacing was a little tighter, if they introduced uh, some of this E stuff a little earlier, um, I think it would have been a tighter episode than it was. And as it is, it's not a bad episode. This but is I, a I, loose asshole of an episode because... It could have been better. It just feels like a slog watching it. And Entourage, at its best, is very tightly paced, and it moves you right along. You slog through this one? Yeah, because it's like the first half of this episode is fucking boring. Well, that's what I was saying. We see them making copies. We see them making copies. Yeah, they're making copies for a fucking party, like half of the episode. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, it's not the A plot, but they're spending A plot time on it. So it's like, what? who gives a and fuck then, about this uh, party back that to they the, don't even go to? Game ba- they don't even well, go to the Getting back party. to the copy scene, the very pivotal yeah. copy scene. There's a yeah. part where uh, John was recognized. It's a nice moment for him. And he was like, can I get a picture of you in my wall? And it's like this big moment for drama. He hasn't got a lot yeah. of recognition. And then Turtle goes, hey, for thousand copies, you can get his picture. Well, see, that was another thing that I thought was going on. All right. So Turtle is is sort of walking in. And and he's, he's dark vents in some ways. At least that's how I'm kind of seeing him. But he also seems to be a dark reflection of Beat Sam Rockwell, because Beat Sam Rockwell, you know, was questioning his place in the organization, and Turtle seems to be able to step up and take his position, shittily, you know, but he still seems to be able to take charge of a situation and do something. He's like, a, I'm wondering if, if he really is kind of the dark reflection of each of those characters. Well, he is a dark reflection of Vince in this episode, too, because remember, Vince yeah. is asking for more money for his indie movie that he yeah. knows he really can't get more of, and then here's Turtle asking for a thousand more copies as something he's getting for a very good price probably already. Yeah, and and he even says, you know, he accuses Beat Sam Rockwell of being the guy who's going to starve them because he didn't get him a, or he perceives him as not getting uh, enough money for the last the last deal. For their indie project, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine so, if you wrote Turtle out of this cast and how much nicer everyone would be to each other. Yeah, everyone would be having a great time. No one would have any conflict with each other. It would be a much more fun show. Well, see, I wonder. Like, you like, know, I, last what, time I was on. Yeah, you're getting a good point here. Because what I, if Turtle was dead? You know, what if Turtle would... had a whole episode where it's had a it's a wonderful life scenario and everyone was better off without him. Well, would everyone be better off without him, or is he a necessary part to draw the kind of negativity away from Unnecessary him? evil? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if Turtle wasn't around, then would we see Vince for his, his narcissistic uh, antisocial behavior for what it is? Would we see oh. Sam Rockwell as the kind of conniving, striving, you know, monster, whatever that he is? Yeah. Would we see Action Man for whatever... A- action man yeah the the guy with the, the the beard yeah yeah beard man yeah yeah that's his nickname he's show. like an action star right no oh okay um yeah no he was like a star trek what, show what, what? kind of thing like a uh, yeah like a knockoff okay. like a sci-fi like show. a hercules show okay yeah. or like xenu okay. yeah so he's action man um, action man yeah uh, but yeah, I think you're right on that because what would they be like without that turtle just making everything horrible, whatever he sounds like? And Vince E and Drummer going like, "Oh, this fucking guy, what a piece of shit." What's not you look be at like, like 
look at click dynamics. Look yeah. at click dynamics in high school where there's like there, there's always that like friend who's kind of like on the outside and it is more often than not the butt of jokes mm-hmm. and more often than not the one who, you know, maybe is first to get excluded from from parties. I feel like Turtle fills that role. And once you remove oh, that fuck, person, I used to be a turtle. Once you remove that person from that role, uh, someone else needs to fill that role. Yeah. So you know, it's it's just sort of uh, this. You know, it's arbitrary, but it's it's Darwinian in a way as well. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's that's kind of my argument, though, is that that yeah. turtle does still seem to, to to fill that role. Yeah, I think you're right. Episodes that I've seen. Right. Um, that that got me to another question, though, because I was thinking about this. All right, it, it, you know, what role does everybody serve? It seems like Beat Sam Rockwell is there to keep everybody together, to keep everything in know, line. moving. And, and Action Man is there to be Action Man, I guess. Well, he cooks, yeah. and then he's, like, sort of responsible at times. He can be, okay. like, a level-headed guy. Okay. Well, who would be necessary in your entourage? Like, if you had to have three people to help you sort of keep your life together, what who would you need? What roles would you need to fill? It's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't answer it myself. I Maybe it's a question that we should ask ourselves in our lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who would be your entourage? Hmm. You know. need a turtle. I mean, I yeah. really think... Claude, you could you ask this question in your classes? Yeah, I, for an I, essay? I can ask. Who would be in your entourage? Yeah. Um, who, who would be necessary? You get yeah. like five paragraphs. You get a paragraph for Vince. You get a paragraph for Turtle. You get a paragraph for drama, you get a paragraph for turtle, boom, you're set. Yeah, a 20-page paper right there. Oh, yeah. But, Great um, dissertation. <laughs> but, you know, the, the other question um, that I had, is Vince any good? No, he's terrible. Okay, because... Well, last episode, he's acting mm-hmm. uh, after he's trying to say he's told a joke, and he delivers the most unconvincing performance anyone's ever seen, and people start to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But he goes, I'm only we, acting. I'm a great actor. We think it's bad, but in the world of the show, they're very impressed. Well, maybe in this alternate universe, people are impressed by shitty acting. Okay. Because well, yeah, but we still have to take that seriously. We still have to take how he's perceived in the world of uh, of the show oh, as yeah. canon. He's like an Oscar-winning actor, basically, in the show. Uh, okay, because that, I mean, that was the other thing, is... Is there something redeemable about him, or is there something that 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 makes his behavior no acceptable? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. You could argue that. I mean, he's not really good natured at all. He's just good natured because I think that's the way society wants him to be. Okay. He never really seems like he wants to be good. It seems like he's doing this because society deems him to be good. You think if the social contract were pulled away. Vince would. Oh yeah, he'd be a monster. He'd be a dictator. See, that's what I'm saying. He's 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 turtle. Yeah, that, we're that, all that, turtles when you look at it. Yeah. If we take away yeah. all social contracts mm-hmm. and we let ourselves run amok in a, a anarchist type society, I'm pretty sure we all devolve to turtle like creatures mm-hmm. and just do what we feel like, whatever feels good, mm-hmm. and it'd be like a roadware situation. Possibly. Um, well. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, one good joke I thought from Shauna I thought was very funny where she goes Bon Voyage it sounds like you're sending a rich gay couple at the sea yeah that was a, that was alright I barely remember it I wrote it down because I laughed it was probably the hardest I laughed in the episode were there any good uh, insults no oh nothing right pizza boys here oh yeah that, that Emily okay. burns them that, that was, was cold. cold yeah um I forgot how cold that was 
and and she's kind of like established as like a, a sweetie pie, and they have pretty good chemistry, hmm. and then she just burns them. Well, because like she that. fucked them over. I mean, she fucked he fucked he her. Fu- he fucked her. Oh no, no, absolutely. But um, you know, it was it was jarring to see the gloves off from Emily. Uh, Claude, were you were you, did you get any uh, Emily scenes when uh, you watched your last? That was episode? a receptionist. The receptionist I, that uh, Sam Rockwell was involved with. Enough. I, I think there was one, and there was enough to get a sense that something was going on. Right. So I, I could sort of pick up from that that you know something was going on between them, or they had a past, or, or something was up. Right. So, yeah. They had like a they had like a meet cute, and they had some a couple dates, and they had pretty good chemistry. Right, Andrew? Would you say that their chemistry was pretty? Oh, good? Yeah, very good. They had like a great Birdman scene. Uh, what do you mean? The cigarette passing. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that that little... The iconic cigarette pass. Right. Um, so they had like a nice little chemistry and they were dating and it was looking like that they were gonna... She was gonna be like the new woman in his life and then... He fucked it all up. He kind of fucks her over by putting her in the middle of, um... A dispute between him and Ari. And she's Ari's employee. Right. he puts her in this shitty situation. And she like begs him like, please, don't do this. And he and does he it does anyway, anyway because he's a piece of shit. He yeah, gives into his inner turtle of the scene. Yes. Yeah. That, that's see. That's the thing. It goes back to why you need turtle. Yeah. To because he 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 is that negative, you know, horrible piece of shit. But we all but got he's a little, the piece of shit that we deserve. He's got like, yeah. he's like the little devil on our shoulders. He's the devil. Yeah, and and you need that to balance out the rest of the group dynamic. But I still, I, I just don't quite understand what Action Man is doing. Yeah. You know, like, what is he bringing to the table? I'm kind of curious about that. He cooks the eggs, right? Uh, no, he doesn't cook at all. That's drama. Yeah, he said Action Man. No, yeah, yeah, Action Man, yeah. But, oh, you know what? Maybe uh, Turtle is sort of like the Satan in the show. Yeah, he I, I would go say through that. their desires. He mm-hmm. wants people to do these sinful activities, but no one's convinced by him. No one's like Satan is. Is Satan is comes convincing. into a form that you're least expecting? Would you expect? But tur- he's convincing and tempting. Turtle, everyone knows he's a piece of shit. Well, that's exactly. Like, that's the least form you're not going to expect. Like you would find yeah. that character in old, um, old weird Elizabethan Jacobean dramas, or not dramas but comedies. There's always this, you know, there's there's the real threat, and then you've got the comic relief. There's this right. doofy little devil threat, usually some kind of demonic, what it, like like a beat version of Mephistopheles, who, right. he's not going to get your soul, there's just no way, but he can come on and fart on stage, and everybody right. can get a good laugh, you know? Well, you know, the best devil, I think, was uh, Mr. McBeasto from uh, U2's uh, Actung Baby Tour, where Bono uh, dressed yeah, up as McBeasto. And he calls celebrities. It was very funny. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw it. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a couple more things written down. Uh, there was another cameo. Did you guys catch the uh, the other big cameo this episode? Well, there's there's one more that ends the oh, episode. Oh, there's a big drop. The big bomb at the end. Uh, the big bomb yeah. at the end. The Scarlett Johansson bomb. Well, so she hey. just pretty much agreed to be a prostitute for the sake of this show. Right? Yeah, I was very kind of yeah. distraught at how they kind of treat her as a prop. Yeah, like, she's so much better than all these people combined. And she wasn't in a scene. She just was in like Grand Central. She's prob- she probably she's got grand, paid like, a, a grand central this month. For this I don't show. even think it was a, f- a real Grand Central. And no, it looked yeah, like it Grand Central. I'm, I believe it was a Grand Central backdrop, but I don't know how they would. 
for a, for a one-off walk-on second unit. Entourage would do that. Entourage would do that. I may, I think they would do it in season four or five, six, seven, eight. But I don't know if they had the cloud in season one to put. I don't know. It looked like uh, to uh, shut down uh, Grand Central for a fucking one-off second unit shot reaction shot for Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. Maybe they were filming something there for her already. That's why she was there. So maybe it wasn't maybe. too bad. Maybe. Um, they probably thought like, who's in New York at the moment? Let's get her. Yeah. Um, but there was another cameo earlier. Are you talking I don't about know if, uh, Larry Charles? Uh, Larry David, or uh, after that? Yeah, Larry Charles. Yeah, Larry Charles. Well, when was Larry Charles? He's at the edition. He's the one who says, I think he was very good. Yeah, the beer. Oh, guy. okay, yeah. Same scene, another cameo, though. Is that Pete Holmes? Um, I didn't recognize him. The guy, the main guy, the director of the, the, the cast, the, the read. Oh, then who was it? It, it was Doug Ellen. Oh, gross. Oh, okay. He looks like Pete gross. Holmes. What do you mean? We're trying to get. Uh, what are you talking? What are you doing here? You're you're burning our bread. Uh, our breadwinner here. <laughs> oh God, am I out of character now? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Hey, if you don't want to go to the premiere, Doug. My name is Eric. I Listen, mean, Doug, uh, I'm out of character clearly, now. Doug, if you've been listening to this podcast, I've been nothing but respectful and a gentleman about this show. Andrew doesn't know what he's doing. Listen, so if I, you just want to invite me, I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, Doug, I love you, bro. Come on, uh, give me some. T- listen, give me no. some ticks. Give me up some ticks. No. I'm not. I don't hate you. I lied. I was making a joke. I meant uh, to P. Holmes. You're not P. Holmes, Doug. Ellen, give me tickets over here, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive tanking, me. Tanking this whole thing. Um, and another thing I've written down is... But was it not um, P. Holmes? Uh, the other thing I've written down is, Claude, have you ever uh, jerked off with a belt around your neck? Not that I know of. Um, not yet. Not that I can say. recall. Uh, okay. You know, life is strange sometimes, but I don't believe I have. Hey, That's correct. You have to say, That's correct. life okay. moves pretty fast. Life yeah, moves pretty it, fast. It does. It's, it's constant transformation. So this episode ends with this like runway scene where the guys are about to leave and Vince and Eric finally have their their hash confrontation their, their confrontation mm-hmm. and uh, I mean in a vacuum it was a pretty good scene I guess I like I said I liked would I like I would have liked there have been uh, more build up to it and um, the payoff would have been more effective but mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad way to end a scene what do you think uh, it was uh, nice at the end of season rather yeah. it was a nice ending but I mean it was just gross that Scar Johansson just kind of used that way. Yeah. yeah, no, aside from that, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the Vince and, and Yeah, it was nice. Payoff. It was a nice moment. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it, it, it felt kind of like, like I said at, at the beginning, it felt like the, 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 the crescendo of an arc. Like, it, yes. it, it didn't feel like the end. It didn't feel like the payoff. It felt like a mid-season thing or three-quarters of the way of a season thing. But I also found it odd in this. Uh, they also talked about John Johnson this episode. And then they have a very Miami Vice type shot of E next to his car, so mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice nod to Miami Vice, possibly. Um, wait, where where was the Miami Vice connection? Uh, well, they have Don Johnson in the CSI Minneapolis, and then the guy uh, comes right. out wearing the Don John Johnson shirt during the edition. Oh, uh, yeah, he's wearing like a salmon colored t shirt with a white suit. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty um, funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. As far as the actual episode, do you guys have anything else? No. Uh, I thought the room full of giant dramas was funny. <laughs> yes, that was great. I that was like a fun that. sight gag. And there's also a great reaction from Adrian Greener, which surprised me. That he's capable of, uh, of good comedy. Is when Grenier. Yeah, Greener. And uh, when he's with the girl after he gets back from uh, being lost, left for dead. Right. And the girl goes, 
can I get a juice box? And when Vince is in the fridge trying to find one, he looks at uh, E, cocks his head like, what? Yeah. It's a nice little bit of physical comedy. Well, that's kind of an ongoing thing in this episode is that Vince uh, is banging like every girl in his phone, I think, before he goes to bro- uh, to New York, right? Yeah. What What was the deal with the juice box? Oh, it was a juice box. I, I, missed, I missed that too. If she just wanted a juice box. That's what you guys asked for. And it's funny because it's like, who asked for a juice box? Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if there was other significance to that. I didn't no, know. no. It was just like this lady just asked for a juice box. And it's funny because who asked for a juice box? So Was it that or was he saying, I'm going to put it in her juice box right now? Well, he, he winks at her, closes his eyes, and goes, I'm going to put it in her juice box right now. Yeah, so, right. so the key to watching this show is not to look for significance. Is that oh, what you're yeah, saying? Oh, yeah, no. There's no significance in the right. show at all. So don't look for depth. No. Don't look for, for any kind of self-awareness or... or... Nope. Okay. okay. It's just very high-gloss entertainment. Because all right, this is the other thing. We're, while we're talking about Larry Charles and and while Larry David is there, the thing the two of them both have in common is that they worked on Seinfeld. Like Larry Charles was one of the big Seinfeld. Directors. And Borat, he directed. Larry yeah, Charles. right. Um, Mass and Anonymous as well. If and Bruno, a Dylan fan, and that, you know, <coughs> Seinfeld always had the um, the the thing going about you know it's a show about nothing. No hugging but, policy. Yeah, but for for a show about nothing, it still managed to have this kind of weird. Well, Seinfeld depth had too. a very dynamic plot, and they yeah. always make sure all their plots combine at the end in some weird way that you're not expecting. Entourage is very lazy when it comes to connecting anything together, and and yeah. it really does seem literally like a show about nothing. It is, yeah. but but it's not even just nothing is the the format, but nothing is the content as well. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's like it, it's operating on a, a, a double prong, right? It's not just that we're going to sculpture, uh, 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 you know, scenes around minutia and, and pretend that these have meaning, even though these don't have meaning, because that's how you create meaning out of minutia. But it's just so slack. That it can't even conjure that construction. I, I don't think I'm articulating this well. Now you are. But do, do you get... It's it's kind of like, all right, if Turtle is the dark uh, double of each of these characters, then then Entourage is the dark double of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Well, Seinfeld is also at a strict 22 minutes per episode. It does not go over. It does not go under. Entourage mm-hmm. picks and chooses when it goes over, when it goes under anything. There's no timeline. Like, this is the longest episode of the season, I think. Okay. Was it 28 minutes? It was like 20, yeah, 28 minutes, and it feels like that 28 minutes passing you by every second. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld I didn't has, mind. I didn't mind it. I, did, I, I, I thought this episode was, it was a lot just better so than the last one. Badly paced that I just got bored. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's short, you, but still just really badly paced. What Forward. would you guys give this episode out of um, out of seven? Uh, I don't know. What are we? What's our measurement? Seven. Uh, Turtle visible dicks. Seven, seven, uh, seven guys who jerk off in a church. Okay, okay. How many um, would you give it? Three point five. Claude. Three point five. How about you, Claude? Yeah, I, I would get it was it was better than the last one I saw. Yes. Um, but it still left me <coughs> wanting something. But this is what I'm saying. I might not be looking at it in the right way. You okay. Know? I, I, so you I get. 
Yeah, I would say 3.5 as well. I might be looking at it for something that it will not or cannot provide. Yeah, it's very vehement in not doing that. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Why do you hate quality, um, though, Claude? Hmm? Why do you hate quality? Um, I don't know. Probably the way I was raised. I got hit a lot. Ah, good. <laughs> um, I I liked it more than you guys. I, I gave it a five. Okay. Um, a little bit too much I to thought, my book. I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, I kind of ranted about the pacing earlier, and I, I absolutely agree that the pacing is a problem. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because of how bad the previous episode is. But um, this this does kind of give a shit in terms of establishing a conflict. And in the Entourage way, it resolves that conflict way too soon, and it introduces it way too late. Um, but I don't know. I thought well, maybe the last half of the episode was strong enough for me to kind of. I think the give key to making pass. any good entourage episode is strict pacing. Don't fuck around. You got to go fast, fast, fast. You can't think so, about it too much. You got to do it right just, to the end. So just it like solves the when conflict. I was jerking be- off in that closet. So it solved the conflict before it even introduced the conflict. That's what entourage's yes. main thing is about. Okay. That's that's uh, fast, fast, fast. No bullshit. That's Turtles' approach to jerking off. <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, well, if you're in a church, I can understand. Well, when he jerks yeah. off, he goes into his brain, and you see his inner thoughts, and then he's a brain blast, and he comes. Um. Yeah, um, we talked about that last time I was on. Yeah, his brain blast. Yeah. Uh, no, no, his inner thoughts. Yes. Well, speaking of the last time you were on, mm-hmm. um, well, we have we more of the turtles' had... inner thoughts, don't we? Oh, great. Uh, yeah, we uh, we kind of debuted a new segment called Turtle Tales last time. And um, we're, we have the finale installment of Turtle Tales. Uh, right oh, this is the last oh, wait, Before we get to the last segment? This, this is the finale of this season. Yeah. Okay, okay. But should we Just also uh, say what we thought of the season in general? Uh, yeah, or, or do you want to do that after Turtle Tales? Yeah, let's do after Turtle Tales. That makes more sense. Do you conclude yeah, with our we'll, thoughts? We'll conclude it. Um, so this is the second installment of Turtle Tales. Um, I, have, I have left this one untitled. But I'm gonna read this, you know, just like last so time. So it's titled and, Untitled. Know, it's untitled. Mm-hmm. So that's what the um, title is, right? What's that? So the title is Untitled. The title is Untitled. Got it. Okay. It's called Untitled. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. Mm-hmm. The gym smells of well-masked sweat. Mm-hmm. I watch the desperate dance of blue and yellow welded iron against steel gray or rubber black weight plates pushed and pulled along by toned sinewy flesh. Back east, there was no shortage of genetically modified restraining orders in training, with their false tans and glossy lips and newborn smooth skin. In New York, they're forced to interact with common folks, pasty flesh, double-digit body fat and all, at work, school, or home. Aspects of their personalities are still intact, though. Gym culture back home, regardless of what reality TV would have us believe, is an abnormality surrounded by milk-toast normalcy. In Los Angeles, the normalcy is the unceasing awareness of one's own looks. This came as no surprise to me. We have this industry built purely around the physical, where the dreams, of course, but also merely the ability to live for millions, hinges purely on their ability to be visually palatable to strangers. What was surprising to me was how this permeated the entire culture here, regardless of one ever had Hollywood aspirations or not. Through sheer proximity to the beautiful people, everyone else, lawyers, housewives, Walgreens clerks, construction workers, kindergarten teachers, and even Chinese people, has been swept up in its maelstrom of preening and judging. 
Because it doesn't matter, Horn, if you're 18 or 50, an aspiring actress or dog worker, we're all in competition against one another to beat loneliness. And until the culture advances to consider things beyond the physical, we're all on opposite teams, and this is the only game in town. And unlike New York, the seasons will not level the playing field, and there is no winter to save you. Hey, Turtle, why don't you get changed and bang out some military press with me, Drama says. I'm good, I say. He's wearing his sleeveless and basketball shorts. I'm still in my jeans and polo. It's not that I don't think I can use the exercise. If I was a six in Queens on a good day, then I was a four in Manhattan. I'm barely a two out here. I find myself resisting working out, a little out of shame. It's difficult for me to acknowledge to Drama or anyone that I need help, that they were right, that the fat jokes maybe did have some truth to them. But mostly, I worry about the long road ahead of me if I actually do commit myself, when I commit myself. Drama dips into the cardio room for a cool down. I take a seat at the juice bar to wait for him. A ripped guy with, a blonde, feathered, with blonde feathered hair comes over to take my order. PBJ smoothie, I say. I'm sorry, man. We just ran out of peanut butter. No worries. It's all good. He nods his head and runs off to help someone else. I wonder what he'd look like with his belly cut open. <laughs> no, it's powerful. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Okay. Someone covers my eyes from behind. Soft hands scented faintly, faintly with mango and jasmine. Guess who? The voice is soft and feminine. Louis Anderson? Very funny. Then the smells insinuate themselves. Chanel number five and some vanilla honey lotion that I can't quite place do an admirable job of masking a third scent. What's up, Em? She never really caught my eye, Emily, being that she's screwing E and that I typically go for bustier and more motherly bodies, but I give her a once over. Jim clothes suit. Jim clothes suit her well. Very well. Pilates class, you? I'm just waiting for drama. Hey, E's been trying to get in touch with you. She stirs somewhat awkwardly. Listen, don't tell E you saw me, okay? Why, what's up? She leans in. The third scent hits me. Her monthly blood. I feel the change again. (laughs) E and I just aren't going to work out. I wanted to tell him in person. Would you just keep that between us until I do? What are you going to do for me, I say. What do you want? She stares at me, unflinching. Her big brown eyes seem ready and unwavering and accepting for whatever I say next. Hey, him. Drama shows up. Hey, Johnny. Good to see you guys. She walks off. It is only then that the full context of what I am dealing with becomes apparent. Drama shouts after her. Hey, call E back, huh? If she heard that, she gives no indication. She continues to walk away. What was that all about, Drama says. I continue to look at what I've been looking at since she walked away. Her buttocks is as tight and as round as all LA girls' asses appear. Amen to yoga pants. Only Emily is wearing basic tights. No false form lining or butt-friendly cheating here. This is the real deal. Beats me, I say, hoping she doesn't hear the sigh or see the grin. I continue to stare at Emily's rear until she's out of view, and I allow myself to release until the change has completed. The end. That was good. I mean, again, very powerful stuff. Beautiful. Thank you. I cried.
Yeah, I know. I like, I, and I saw both of you choking up a little bit. You know. Yeah. Well, the period stuff was probably the most moving. Mm-hmm. Are when turtles yeah, yeah. like uh, beginning to show? I don't know murder tendencies. I would say. Well, yeah. There's there's that hostility that came out uh, very very quickly and very suddenly. And, yes. and I was wondering where that was coming from because it didn't seem uh, foregrounded in the rest of the text, but maybe that, w- that was the effect that you were going for, was there's this yeah. sudden flash of anger that we've that's never exactly. quite seen before. That's exactly right. Um, okay. You know, this is kind of the beginning to a much, much bigger puzzle, so I'm still kind of laying the groundwork. Um, okay. okay. I know this is the kind of first uh, instance of it that, that, that I've shared with you guys, but, um, you know, this is just... Uh, sort of uh, the tip of the iceberg as far as as far as we're concerned <laughs> okay okay so th- this is paving the way for further flashes of anger maybe later on perhaps even a violent outburst yeah. okay perhaps okay that, that like would, maybe when we're uh he's least expecting he's gonna react negatively to a member of the gang mm. yeah and who knows what could happen like if, what happens if he slashes up vince pretty's face yeah Be- yeah because he's already he's, he's already kind of a volatile yeah chaotic he sees character. vince's pretty face and he's like why can't I be beautiful like him? And he slashes his face open before he yeah. realizes the dangers of what he's done. Yeah, and yes. and you know, face slashing is another thing. Trying to get underneath the visage, trying to find the yes. the true self underneath the self that you present to the like world. Maybe he, maybe he cuts Vince's a face off, like the Joker, mm-hmm. and he puts it on his own face, like a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that's a thing people do. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I, I thought it was it was interesting because there was so much uh, emphasis on on scent and on smell and, and yes. I was wondering what you know what else you could do with that um, it was unmasked sweat uh, what, what exactly do you mean by that can you can you clarify that a little bit more well no I said uh, it was um, well well masked sweat well masked so sweat. okay so okay. so the idea is that there's this um, you know, the, the gym is going through some sort of measure, either disinfectant or some sort of uh, maybe uh, aerated, um, aerated uh, air freshener to sort of combat the the BO smells. Which, okay. I don't know if you've ever been at a gym. You could yeah. kind of, you know, uh, I could pro- I probably took a little shorthand uh, mm-hmm. from a pro's perspective of kind of, you know, uh, sleeping on, on that, on conveying that. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's kind of the... Uh, you know, that's kind of what I was going for there. This, uh, you know, this, uh, there, you, you know, that sweat is there, but it's somehow made at least somewhat floral or, or, or okay. palatable by whatever they're trying to mask it with. Gotcha. Cause I, I, I was wondering, would the character have a vocabulary for a description of that? Or is this the limited way that he can think about scent? Because this, um, it seemed yeah. as if he was stretching for for other kinds of scent because that seems to be his his greatest, uh, I guess, sensory drive at least in this section. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, it might just be uh, an oversight by me. Uh, he does he does display you know the the ability to detect menstrual blood. Yeah, uh, yeah. later on. Um, so it's heightened in a way. He just may not have uh, the ability to verbalize. Right. Well, that that kind of gets you brought up Derrida earlier, and yeah, yeah. you know he kind of you know his whole thing right was um, you know language and and the 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 ability to ac- uh, access and decode language is kind of the key uh, you know to everything yeah. the, to accessing truth yeah. or something like that. Yeah, if that's a crude uh, a crude paraphrase of him. Sure. 
Um, you know, and, and, and while we're kind of on the subject of, of French intellectualism, that was the other thing that I thought was kind of interesting was the way you were using scent in this kind of Proustian way because it makes him, you know, think back to uh, to Queens. It makes him think right. back to the gym. Hey, you two queers talking in your fucking shop? Yeah, exactly. And so it, it makes him think back, you know, and, 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 and Andrew's illustrating it you know, how he can jump between discourses and the scent takes him back there. You know, it, yes, it seems to be like the, like the wafer dipped in the, uh, in the tea. Yeah. Yeah. In, absolutely. In, in uh, in, in Proust. Yeah. Is there and, a significance also, to the peanut butter jelly situation? Yeah. I was wondering about Cause that. there's only peanut butter is missing, but jelly's still there. What does that, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Well, it's just, he just asked for a, sh- a smoothie, a PBJ smoothie. Yeah. But what was the implication of that? Mm-hmm. I didn't put uh, just that he want that that he's a fan of maybe I don't know uh, maybe peanut butter and jelly is something that he looks to from his childhood and though he doesn't really partake in the physical um, in the physical aspect or the physical perks of the gym he do he does want to partake in the in the treats. Well, maybe the peanut the, butter jam takes him back to a simpler place. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it seems interwoven. In the, I, that's how taste I, uh, how taste I, is a sense. Yeah. Just like smells a sense. Think about it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's interlinked. Um, so that's that's the finale uh, I, of that. Well, did you have any other questions on it? Well, no, I just thought it was interesting because you were talking about menstruation in the last one that that at least I was here for, and again right. it comes up. He can he can smell the menstrual blood, and and just the words you use, he does equate that with fluidity and transformation. You know, there's there's this transformation that he sees taking place, and he's worried about her representing some kind of transformation is this tied he's, to the marvel he, cinematic universe at all is he getting he's which i don't know uh he's going through some sort of change i don't know i don't want to spoil i don't want to say too much about what that change is but right. uh i will you know t- tell you guys i will point you guys he feels the change begin when oh, he smells her yeah, natural blood. and then this and then this change is is going on and it continues Man, as he's watching her walk this is away. really right. kafka-esque right and so, yeah. I mean, he do, that that interiorization does serve as a counterpoint to Vince, who in this very episode says, "I hate change." Oh. Right. Well, yeah. that's kind of I'm I'm trying to kind of provide a uh, a sort of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern mm. uh, approach here. I have these little tent poles that I've been trying to plug through these uh, mm-hmm. these these little um, short stories or vignettes where I'm kind of give uh, trying to give uh, tent poles that refer to things that we've recently seen. Mm-hmm. So this whole business with e, uh, Emily and E breaking up, that's kind of where we are here. And it, But but mm-hmm. this just occurred off camera. So I'm trying to provide uh, the interior life of Turtle and examine what he's all about and what makes him tick yeah. um, extra from the text of the show. Right, right, right. No, it's fascinating, man. It's fascinating. Thank you. Uh, so what do we think about the season altogether, Eric? Better or worse um, than you hoped? Uh, certain things. Certain things. I was surprised by how well uh, they held up for me and how much I liked them. Um, others, uh, you know, some of the episodes were way worse than I expected. I uh, the, the the previous episode, the penultimate, with uh, the 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 gay sex scene aged terribly for me. But as a whole, I mean, it's still kind of a breezy show to watch. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't none painful. of this is painful to watch. No. Um. But uh, no matter how much we complain and moan, we still enjoy watching it in some level. 
It's uh, yeah, it, it was weaker than I uh, remembered. Um, I, I typically refer to Entourage season one through like three or one through first half of three as like the peak of the, the show. Golden and Age. and we're, I think we could safely take season one out of the Golden Age now. I think you could compartmentalize season one to like episode. a handful of se- a handful of scenes. Um, you know, and, and and have that sort of stand up, and and you could probably. I will just say the Gary Busey episode, very good. I recommend watching yes. that. Very fun. Probably Entourage there, at its best. It does everything very streamlined. There's nothing getting too confused. And there was a Gary I would, Busey. I would say the first two episodes, the Busey episode, and the uh, the second half of the finale. No, I'm gonna include the finale. No. Okay. Even at its worst, it's still worth watching. I guess it wasn't horrific. Uh, Claude, what do you think is in store for season two, um, based on the finale? Hmm. Uh, I all right. Based on the finale, uh, you know these are ridiculous predi- predictions. Knowing nothing about the show, uh, it seems like Beat Sam Rockwell. Is I'll close. give you a hint. James Cameron is involved. Okay. So it Way seems like spoil it for him. Beat Sam Rockwell is poised to take some kind of greater role, and he's going to have challenges. And the question is going to be whether or not he can be the friend as well as being the the manager. Um, It seems as if there's going to be some kind of tension between him and PCU. Um, I I feel like Vince is probably going to keep just floating along. Uh, Turtle also will keep floating along. But I'm wondering about... Action Man, like, is he gonna have? There's a big moment to shine in season two, I think. Okay, is there? Uh, I think that's when Five Town starts, or is it season no. three? No, that's like way later. Is it? That's like four. Oh, I thought. Fuck, man. But what I was, does he do I was wait- between then? I, I, I was know. waiting. I maybe feel I'm like wrong. he's got something. Maybe something going on. Maybe something from this audition will pan out. Uh, I don't know. But it, it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, how would you rate the season out of uh, 12 entourages, Eric? Um, out of 12, uh, I would give it... I remember that's uh, four multiple, so it's like 48. Right. Um, I'd give it a s- eight. I'd give it a s- maybe seven. Maybe six. Yeah, seven or eight. Uh, it's weak, but it's not... It's not hard to watch. No. And um, we kind of, uh, Claude mentioned earlier how it feels like, uh, this finale feels like the crescendo of an arc, like it should be in the middle of a season. I wonder if that's because of the short episode order. You know? I don't um, know. They had this, this plan out This is only probably. an eight-episode season. What's they that? They had this planned out. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but it's only an episode, uh, an eight-episode season, and then latter seasons are, uh, you know, eight, uh, 12, and 13, right? Yeah. Uh, and we should mention season two we're very excited for because yes. that is probably both our favorite seasons, right? Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. mine and Eric's. Mm-hmm. So we're hopefully anticipating it to be good. I remember the Sundance mm-hmm. episode being very good. Hmm. Yes. So I'm hoping that's as good as I hope it is. I remember yep. the Comic-Con episode being funny except for one moment of grossness. Uh, so hopefully, you know, everything comes up. Stop fucking spoiling it. Hmm. I'm just telling the descriptions of the episodes. All right, let's uh, let's send it here, right? Uh, well, and you should look forward to our Jimmy Neutron review uh, next week. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And we do have a Kickstarter uh, that's going to be launching uh, any day now uh, to coincide with the, uh, you know, like like we've been saying, we do, uh, the goal for this is ultimately to get well, the attention of Doug Allen and Mark Wahlberg. But we are, we're not freeloaders. We're not going to make them pay our way. So we're going to ask our anyone listening to give well, us money and, and can pay I say our one of the awards uh, instead? One of the yeah. awards is where we act out a scene, you and I, uh, to reenacting a scene from Jimmy Neutron, the movie. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Oh, that. yeah, you have to. It's in the rules. No. It's one nope. of the rewards. Nope. Uh, it's a scene where he's getting a hairdo changed. The pivotal hair change in the hair salon. You remember that from Jimmy Neutron? I haven't seen it. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. Cloud, are you gonna watch Jimmy Neutron with us? I, I, sure. Why not? I, I've never seen it. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. Anytime you guys want to watch it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put that together. All right. There we well, go. that's it. Get out. Season one in a wrap. Huh? Hey, Vince did in the movie. He sure did. And they truly were an entourage. Ah, that was a good at. Yeah, it was pretty good. Claude's a funny motherfucker. Yeah, he's a he's a classic. Ah uh, man, when he did that bit about uh, the tax system, cut up. Yeah, he uh, he really gave it to. Uh, Uncle Sam. Yeah, President Barack Hussein Obamacare. Yeah. And elect them. He's not my president. I mean, you know, the thing with the... Uh, but you know what's really important? Are you going to be in here in my fucking episode next week? We're trying to do Jimmy Neutron. We're trying to get you down to... I have three other people who are trying to do this episode with me. And you're just struggling here. I'm trying to get time and you're not giving me a time. Well, you, you uh, well, great. You got, you got three. You got three other people. So that kind of gets me off the hook because I said from the beginning that I didn't want to do it. No, you should be doing it. Why? Because we're doing all the entourage episodes together. It's our podcast, right? Entourage. People are gonna be wondering Is when it? we're. People are gonna be looking at this episode and go, "Oh, great, Andrew and Eric on this. Great team. Great comedy duo. One for the ages. Tim and Eric, Martin Scorsese, and uh." What's his name? Hatfield McCoy. And you know, Entourage is the operative word, and this is Jimmy Neutron. I told you I'd watch every Entourage episode with you. I told you I was not. But this is part of the Entourage because we're doing it on the show. No, I, I said Entourage, yes. Baby Boy cartoons, no. It's not so, a Baby Boy cartoon. Whatever it is. I don't I don't know anything about Jimmy uh, Jimmy Neutron. So I, I don't Listen, any- 90s kids watch it. They know it. Well, then let the 90s kids. We'll talk about the fucking 90s podcast. kids are on Entourage watching it, and they grew up that, and then they're going to grow up with Jimmy Boy Neutron, and they're like, I want to watch this, and then they want do the podcast. They're like, oh, we should do this now. Well, here's the thing. Um, even if I wanted to, I really can at this point because I've already made obligations. I told, uh, I told my girlfriend to expect breakfast in bed. You remember the uh, recipes we discussed a couple episodes back? I had delicious. Yeah, well, I am planning on making some of those delicious recipes for breakfast for my girlfriend so i that that kind of conflicts with recording time and i will not be available 
for that reason. Well, we always record in the morning, but I don't think this will be affected because, I mean, you could talk on it while you're still making the recipes while we're doing the episode. So there's no reason why you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, no, I mean... I gotta. I have to focus on the breakfast, and uh, otherwise, I, like like I said, if I wanted to, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about baby boy cartoons. I don't want to talk about Jimmy Neutron, uh, baby genius with you. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I get that you're trying to be funny here and trying to bust my balls. This is not. It's not funny. We're trying to do you're trying to do a partnership here, and you're kind of straining that a little bit. It's a little bit. I think you're straining it because I told you I didn't want to watch fucking, Baby Boy with you. I'm not, and, I'm not, and and you're pushing that on me. I agreed to Entourage. I'm not, and that's what this was about. Um, let me speak, okay? So let me speak. Yeah. I'm not fucking training anything. I'm trying to talk to you calm, rational sure. manner and go, you do this episode with me, please. Because I, I need you there. I need you there. I'm going to be alone and I'm going to be with these four people. I don't know who they are. And I'm going to talk about Jimmy Neutron. And I need to do it right. And you're going to fuck me over if you're not going to be there. I need you to do that. Who told you to talk about Jimmy Neutron the Baby Boy? The fans have been clamoring for it. Well, then that's their problem. I mean, that, you know. We got a peace fan base. They want so random humor, and we're giving it to them. You know what I mean? Well, then give it to them. But I told You're you, giving I, I it no to them by doing it, but you should be pandering to them like I am. I, I'm sorry. I didn't get into this to pander. I got into this because uh, because I have uh, integrity. I can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah. I can't take my eyes off you. Just why are you doing this to me? I'm not doing anything to you. This is not about you. This is about me not wanting to talk about a, a baby baby genius show. I don't care about it. That's not. I don't. It's not it's any. Not I, that, it's not, not adaptation of the baby genius franchise. So it's it Jimmy whatever. It's boy I don't genius. Give a fuck. I don't give a shit. All right, I'm not doing it. So, so just end it there. You got, you have your fucking four right, you know what? You're gonna watch you know it. What? Uh, you know what's funny? I'm gonna keep calling you until you do that, okay? Don't give a You're fuck. You're not gonna call me. I, like I said, I. Have I got your phone number right here. It's right here. Five 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 three four eight two. And you know what? I, I don't care who the fuck hears me right now. You shouldn't call because I'm going to be, I'm going to be up early, cooking breakfast for my girlfriend. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm calling you.